Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Jim Kunkel. He's a key account manager at Axo Nobel. So Jim, thank you. Thank you for coming back on the show. Tads, it's so great to be here. I really enjoy not only listening to Specified, but also watching Specified and the other content that you also put out there. So great job. I really uh, get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, no, uh, thank you, Jim. I, I really appreciate what you're you're doing out there. You've done a bunch of different stuff and the quality of what you do just keeps going up. Oh, thank you so much. I took a lot of inspiration from uh, watching you, listening to you, and also the opportunity that you and I have had to collaborate and to work together on multiple things, being audio events or podcasts and things like that. So I, I thank you greatly. Thank you so much. Now, tell me, since we last did our episode, what has changed? Well, some of the things that have changed for me, I have a new position. I work for a coding manufacturer, a big global coding manufacturer right now. And then I launched the Codings Talk podcast, uh, vodcast, and, and other content I've been doing. But most recently, I really had taken a lot of inspiration on digital transformation coming out of the pandemic. And so now my passion is the digital revolution. So I've created a channel, and I'm also putting out content on multiple platforms regarding digital transformation, digital business initiatives, artificial intelligence, in a way, small and medium-sized businesses can capitalize, you know, it's revealing itself right now, the digital revolution that we're currently in. So I want to help educate people and inform people what's coming. Yeah. So, you know, with working with a large company, I know that they are utilizing you to, you know, spread message and, and educate. How does that work? Not every large organization embraces this uh, at this point. How does it come together? How does your personal interests interact with your company and work interests? So the beautiful thing of where I work, I work for International Paint, which is a brand under AXA Nobel. And the nice thing that I have is that my coding stock is independent of it and is supported by International. And I'm also currently working on launching a International Innovations vodcast, podcast, and other content that will come out uh, from the company representing the brand. So that's something to look forward to. So I really appreciate having a company that's kind of said, hey, we're okay with what you do. We, we know what you do. Um, we've seen it. But we also want to utilize you to be out there to you know spread information, to help educate and inform. And then in my role and capacity, I work on a, a team that we focus on the owner's specifications. And so the more we can do to help educate the owners out there regarding corrosion issues and then how coatings can really come to play and help protect not only infrastructure, but any type of asset, any type of product, any type of material, that's important because a lot of times people don't realize exactly what protective coatings and linings and other type of coating systems, you know, even roof coatings, for example, you really don't fully understand exactly what it can do to extend the life cycle of an asset, but also when it comes to that, just that protection of that asset or that product, 
why it's so critical to have protective coatings, linings, and uh, industrial paint and other things like that. Yeah. And you mentioned audio only form, which not everyone does, but uh, tell me about your choice of uh, keeping that and growing that. So I've really deeply embraced LinkedIn audio. The only downside to LinkedIn audio is that there's not an archive recording. So what I've been doing is actually screen capturing the audio and then repurposing that audio back out as a recording of the live chat, which would include the audience members as well, the participants in the live chat, and then also taking clips from that. In the sound bites, the clips could be a minute or two minute long, but they're really helpful and they're impactful. And so what I like about audio is that it, it gives the opportunity when you have participants, they're not nervous, they're not scared because they're not on camera and they have an opportunity to really kind of express themselves either from experience or their background, their knowledge or education. And I really like that level of sharing. Now, live streams are great, but a lot of times when you get a guest on a live stream and the camera's on and they know that there could be 50, 100 people, and then they could have several hundred or several thousand people watching in a replay, they get a little nervous. And sometimes you don't get the full the full benefit of having a subject matter expert or someone, unless they're very comfortable in being in front of a camera. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know you still put out quite a bit of content. I know you've retweaked some things, but you know, with your role currently, how does that workflow look like? What, what, have you changed anything in terms of what you've done? Because you're, you're still out there and you're still you know, engaging in content and doing all those things. So I utilize a lot of the smart technologies that are available for content creators. And I'm not talking about artificial intelligence, which is, you know, with chat GPT and other type of AI, someone could actually create a YouTube channel, a lot of content and never have to go in front of a camera or even write anything or produce anything. It's that simple. Uh, what I like to do is I take advantage of such tools as Canva and some of the other like StreamYard. And I utilize some of these platforms to help create content, both audio and video, but also the visual aspects of the promotion, the branding, the marketing, the clips and things like that. And then my platform of choice is always, well, two platforms of choice, but my main platform for me, based on what I do in my industry and in the protective, you know, global protective coatings industry, but also to and related to the topics I like to talk about with the digital revolution has been LinkedIn and you can schedule things ahead of time. So I do have the opportunity to work a full-time job. And then the evenings or on the weekends, I'm creating scripts, I'm creating the content. And a lot of it is once you get a process in place, it's just fill in the blanks. It's not that difficult. And then with auto scheduling, you can auto schedule it to go out on one or multiple platforms. And the same thing with YouTube, you can actually do videos ahead of time, and put them out there either as a premiere or even through StreamYard, for example, you could record video and actually make it go on a live stream and go out that way as well. But I do like to, when I do a live stream, I like to let people know if I am really live or it's recorded, because I think they should know that, you know, I am live in front of them and they have an opportunity to interact with me or the guests I have. So that's one step I take a little further when it comes to recording and then broadcasting and let's say streaming that broadcast over LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, whatever the platforms might be. 
Yeah, I mean, initially when you started, there wasn't a lot of adoption of these technologies. There's more now, but where do you see, what do you see with the pace of adoption within coatings or building materials? Well, in relation to the global protective coatings and the corrosion and building materials industry, there is such a big void of information content. And what I mean by that is, a lot of times is you can look at any industry that, that you and I kind of work in around or work directly in. There's a lot of head trash. There's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of things that are not really known. And the more we can do to help educate, and we need more industry professionals to become subject matter experts or just be influencers to get out there to help educate. Recently, I'd read a lot about roofing systems, for example, that had been liquid coatings have been put on them, but they really weren't candidates for that. They needed a replacement, total replacement. And so when you read things like that and you see that there are owners out there that are getting taken advantage of, it makes you a little angry because what you want to be able to do is help educate those owners so they understand here are three or five things that you need to make sure you get strong, solid answers on. And having a little bit of testing and a little bit of information is not going to hurt you because it's going to help you make the right decision. And so that's what I see with the industry going. I think we need to see more influencers out there in coatings, corrosion, and building materials. But also, too, I think the companies. And what I like about content, you can be a small or medium-sized business. If you are delivering content out there or if you're embracing digital technologies, you have an advantage where you are a little bit more nimbler and you can be faster and you can actually be more creative than some of these large Fortune 1,500 companies out there, which are very slow, but they have a lot of marketing money. But you can take advantage of some of these technologies and actually create great content that people will consume and it will benefit you in the long run, both revenue and opportunities when it comes to profits and markets. What particular, going to the digital side, trends or things that you're really passionately tracking in that side? So what I'm tracking is going to be more related to both digital content and taking going a step above beyond the website and looking at other type of technologies out there. Maybe companies, you could go through app development. There's a lot of other things that you could do as well. But also, I think when it comes to embracing some of those newer digital systems that are coming on, when it comes to customer relationship management, when it comes to billings and invoicing and things like that, there's a lot of things out there that can help you streamline your company. And I'm not talking about eliminating jobs. Right now, a lot of industries are having difficulty not only finding labor, but also skilled professionals to be able to work some of these jobs. And so what we need to be able to do is be adaptable where we can embrace some of these technologies that can help us. Some of them will be internet-based. Some of them might be more program-based that are you know housed on your server. But a lot of times when you look at these digital upgrades for a company, it will benefit a company in the long term. The ROI is actually a lot shorter than totally reinventing yourself or trying to leapfrog into a larger market. Take advantage of some of these digital technologies to help you achieve that. The content creation side, what do you see in the next three to five years? What are the things or the adaptations that we're going to have to make to the effect of going forward? The next evolutionary step with content, there's two aspects of it. First off, AI 
will put a lot of pressure on the human content creators to become a little bit more craftier, a little bit more dynamic. And I think that AI will force that, which will be great because what it'll do is the better quality content providers will actually be able to step up. Same thing with the influencer. They'll be able to step up and take the challenge. The other thing is we're going to be moving into Apple just had release regarding their new VR system. We're going to be going into digital content that you're going to be putting on your on your Oculus or whatever your visor is, and you're actually going to be what's called immersive content. So you'll be able to be on that rooftop and you'll be delivering your content and the people will be able to interact with that. And it also too, when you're working in a virtual realm like that, now all of a sudden you have the, the ability to be a little bit more interactive, but also too, you could be a little bit more dynamic because you physically don't have to be on a rooftop. It's the same thing when we're looking at Google Earth where you they're talking about now, where you'll be able to go to a foreign city and be able to walk down the streets interact with others that are within that virtual that virtual world and also to learn a little bit more about the culture learn a little bit more about you know what is around you and also to um, opportunities to experience new things without really leaving your home now that can be bad but i think that can be really great because i can't afford to go to every metropolitan city in the world but it would be great if i had the opportunity to do something virtually to learn a little bit more about some international city that I probably maybe never will get to be able to get on a plane and fly to because of the expense. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned possibly bad. What are, what are the things people have to be careful with all this new technology? What are, what are some things to keep in mind? So the big thing is going to be what people kind of term and not the term in terms used a lot of deep fakes. So you have to be very careful because you could have scammers. You could have people who might, be looking to do nefarious things that will use content, use influencer techniques to be able to take advantage of people. So, and that can be very difficult. So I think that what will end up happening is you're going to have content creators that will have their followers, they'll have their subscribers, whatever it'll be. And I think that the people will kind of focus a little bit more on that person more so than going out and doing general searches for content. They're going to believe Tats and Jim Kunkel over an unknown entity out there that could be a deep fake making everything that's mm. false and things like that. So, I guess there'd probably be a bigger emphasis on verified accounts, huh? Yeah, verified is going to be real important as well. And even that can be difficult. I don't know if you saw over the past uh, six to eight months where you had uh, big YouTubers that even through a two-step verification process, hackers were still able to hijack their channels and take over. And we're talking about some of these were with million plus subscribers. So, you know, even a big content producer can get scammed or have their, their hijacked as well. And then when we're looking at with supercomputing, when we're looking at uh, quantum computing, uh, with a quantum computer, pretty much any type of verification process you have uh, that quantum computer within a short period of time will be able to crack it. So we're going to have to start looking at different newer levels and layers of security. Could go into retina scanning, fingerprinting. Um, there could be a lot of other things that might need to be done, biometrics to be able to do a more perfect security, but it'll never be a 100% bulletproof, but the closer it can be to bulletproof, the better. 
Yeah, for sure. With all this stuff, I, I know you had a bit of time for other things. Uh, are you uh, are you doing anything different? What I uh, actually one of the current passions for me right now is I uh, have a I do home gardening, so I have a vegetable garden, home garden, and uh, really like you know growing tomatoes, leaf lettuce, onions, and other things like that. And then spending time at home. Luckily for us, we have an in-ground pool, so I don't really have to go anywhere if I want to have a little bit of fun and enjoyment. And then being an empty nester now, we do have the ability to travel, but we pretty much have been kind of putting it away for retirement. So we haven't done any crazy major trips or anything like that. Jim, is there anything I haven't covered, but you want to talk about? Well, what I'd like to kind of a closing message for everybody is to, you know, really understand that, you know, coming out of the pandemic, our world has totally changed. And so now where we were talking about a year ago or less than a year ago about chat GBT and about AI artwork and everything like that, we are right now in a quick revolution that's going on. And it's, it's every day, it's every month, it's advancing so rapidly. And we're probably another year or two or so out from when we really start talking about artificial intelligence at an alarming area. Now, that being said, you have Elon Musk and you have others putting warnings out there, Steve Wozniak and others. AI is going to be a bigger benefit to us than anything. We just have to be able to handle its evolution. And at the beginning, it's going to be important. So when we look at ethics, when we look at the rules of engagement with AI, and also looking at how AI can be used against us. And I'm not talking about AI coming against us. I'm talking about others doing nefarious things, the hackers and other people that could do things. We need to be able to kind of think that way and to be able to react that way. So for me, I think we need to embrace AI. We need to look at robotics and things that are coming because it's the future and we can't stop the future. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Tats. I really appreciate this. And everyone who's watching this or listening to this, if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to Tats Specified and uh, check out all his uh, content and other uh, posts that he does as well. All right. Thank you, Jim. And make sure you check out uh, Jim's stuff. He continues to improve and put out great content. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.